Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. Hey, we're back today with a new podcast for you. We're going to talk about trauma and how to rewire your brain for positive thinking. All right, so welcome back. It's Thursday. It's our favorite day. It's podcast day. Um, You hear us talk a lot about trauma and positive thinking and how to use healthy coping mechanisms to kind of get your life right. And these are things that we use. These are tools that we use to overcome some of our own personal adversities. And um, today I wanted to give a kind of a brief education on what trauma is. So trauma is an emotional response to a distressing event such as a natural disaster, a serious injury, or a violent crime. Trauma can have a profound impact on an individual's mental and physical health, their relationships, and their quality of life. Understanding what is considered to be trauma is different, and its different types, its effects, it's all an essential step towards healing and recovery. And one of those healing mechanisms, uh, kind of like a, I guess, holistically healing yourself. Obviously, if you are a victim of trauma and you are not seeing results for yourself with whatever modalities you are using, we are complete advocates for going to therapy and seeking professional help. So please don't take this as um, any sort of replacement for getting professional help if you are in in a seriously deep place with your trauma. So trauma is a, it's a psychological and emotional response to a distressing event or a situation. To that particular person. Yeah. So what may seem as universal trauma or what may seem as minuscule or tiny, minute, something that's not a real big deal, it doesn't matter how it affects you, it matters how it affects that person. The person the trauma the person, was inflicted yes. on, whatever, that, whatever form it takes. Um, so there's a different there are different kinds of trauma, like I said before. So you can have emotional, um, psychological, and and physical as well. So uh, the different kinds of emotional pain can be like acute trauma. Acute trauma would be like from a single event, like a car accident or a physical assault. But it can cause you to have waves of of fear and shock, and it's almost like your PTSD symptoms, yeah. where you kind of freeze, you go into that fight or flight mode. Um, so that's acute trauma. Chronic trauma is, let's say, if you lived in a home where you were abused so or where you were raped repeatedly by a family member or someone that was supposed to be a, a responsible adult that took over, took care of you, that would be a, a chronic trauma. Trigger warning, we're going to have to put that yeah. in, the, in the label. And then complex trauma refers to um, exposure to multiple traumatic events and experiences that have a cumulative effect on that person's mental and emotional well-being. So that could be a combination of, you know, childhood abuse, uh, a hurricane that wipes out your whole neighborhood, and let's say, you know, later in life you get um, sexually assaulted. Um, even if that hurricane doesn't wipe out oh, yeah. your whole neighborhood, like uh, Ida for us, sure, we were displaced, and l- thankfully we had a place to li- live and, and sleep and eat. But even just being displaced out of your home can have a significant yeah. impact on your mental and well-being. Just, and just watching your community yes. go through something like that um, is is it makes a profound effect on you. And um, you can have everlasting complex trauma based on kind of stacking them. Yes. So uh, it, it's it's a big deal. And it's something that I think it's important for us to identify because if we don't identify what the what the, the, the issue is, then we can't identify ways to heal ourselves and make ourselves if better from it. If you don't feel it, you can't heal it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I really do believe that. Like, no, that's the truth. And, you know, a lot of times we we pack it up and we put it in the closet in the back and we, we try to move forward, you know, 
sometimes you have to do it out of survival. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, you just don't want to have to face it. And some people actually go through like a dissociation with, mm-hmm. with the events. Like say, you know, if it was something that happened in your childhood, then you just totally blank that shit out because you're like it, it doesn't yeah. serve me your to psyche will it. put it away because you you can't actually process right it. you're not even in, you don't even have the bandwidth yeah. to do that but what happens is you'll start to notice things in your adult life that that trauma will start to affect so it's important to be able to uh responsibly go and root through those boxes and if you need to seek a professional's assistance to do so. I would. I, I would suggest, suggest it. Yeah, especially like, if it's it's deep comp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always you. just. But it's always better to have someone with you through the issue, and you know, unfortunately, not everyone has access to therapy options and maybe a professional. But maybe you have someone who's really close to you that you could share. Hey, look, I'm beginning to unpack some of these things, and you know, I kind of want someone to be in that space with me it maybe not like to do the work but right. just to know support and support and check in a, like hey a safe yeah place to yeah. land yeah yeah i like that um so we know from science that there are physical effects of carrying around trauma um so you can have symptoms like headaches stomach aches sleep disturbances, chronic pain. It can also lower your immune system's function and you could be more susceptible to autoimmune disease, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes. Right then and there, I'm thinking of like the entire state of Louisiana. (laughs) Seriously though, we have the highest instance of high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and obesity. I mean, obviously we have really, really good food, but we we have some stuff, some some community trauma events. And it's like, we almost have chronic trauma because it's it keeps being perpetuated with violence in the city and you know which is a trickle down from all of that 100 percent. and then we have these weather events that just kind of sweep the leg every time they come yeah i'm not like the weather anxiety is real and like having to be on standby like i am i hate tornadoes that's one of my biggest fears but i almost would rather that warning because at least then it's like okay it's here it's gone it's done a hurricane we're literally sitting around the tv watching the news trying to figure out if we're if we need to leave if we need to stay that does a lot to your physical body you're anxious the whole time and then we're we're glued to the tv yeah so it's like we're not honoring the present moment because yeah. we're worried about the future because the future looks pretty freaking scary because there's a giant category whatever coming barreling towards us they like to use those words too. <laughs> yeah. so then it it, it yes. heightens your it heightens your <laughs> the fear tactic. anxiety yeah it does yeah that's why look we're going to talk about this a little later but who do you watch right those those weather people you need to be really mindful of who you follow there yeah. are some that you know, might incite a little more anxiety than others. We have one that takes these really like drastic deep breaths when she's speaking. And it's like <laughs> that's the one I can't watch. I know she's like, <laughs> "All right, guys, so where's like, your where's your weather weather radios?" And so then you're you're starting to mirror her, and you're like, "Yeah, oh my god, I'm yeah. gasping for air, lady. Yes. Chill out. Yes. We're all in the same boat here." So <laughs> there's physical effects of trauma. There's also psychological effects of trauma. It can cause emotional and psychological symptoms such as anxiety, depression, feelings of helplessness or hopelessness, difficulties with trust, attachment issues, even issues with intimacy. It can also affect a person's sense of self, their identity, 
It affects their relationships with themselves and their others and their ability to cope with stress and adversity. So even to touch on that for a moment, like, <laughs> you know, I'll say this again. Why do I identify with all of that? Trigger warning, <laughs> hashtag me too. You know, like when my sexual assault happened, it it set me on a, a path of celibacy for almost, I was, I was celibate for almost two years after that because I just didn't, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust any kind of partner. I didn't trust, I didn't, I didn't trust anything because all of that just triggered my flashbacks. Your entire sense of safety in your body. Yes, yes. Even my own autonomy. Like if I say no, then that's not honored. You know, if I, if I say this is not the time or the place, that's not honored. So you kind of have to earn yourself back there. So this is 100% completely valid and true for me. Um, And I'm sure as a listener, you probably have something that you can identify and, and tie yourself to with this as well. Um, so you can recognize the warning signs uh, or, uh, with someone who has trauma because they have physical symptoms like uh, I said before, headaches, stomach aches, sleep disturbances. You always see like in those movies with the military veterans who have like PTSD and they have like these horrific dreams and they can't mm-hmm. sleep. So then they resort to like whatever they resort to coping mechanisms that more than likely are not the most healthy or um, productive coping mechanisms because again they they do have a a lot of challenges when it comes to uh getting assistance and they're they're taught from jump suppress those feelings don't feel feelings you need to be on a task yeah you need to be a machine and so when they come back it's it's a lot because you can't heal that until you feel it and if you've been told don't feel that then you're just in this constant repetitive cycle yes and that's terrible it is and so then you have that physical decline that comes from it because you're, yeah, your, your mind, body is, yeah, you're working 24 seven to try and hide something that your body's like, no, we need, we need to deal with this because it's going to just make us sick forever. Yeah. Your body's in constant flight, flight, fight or flight. flight. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> so now that we've talked about most of the heavy touch points to do with trauma, we want to start talking about how to cope with it. How do we deal with it? What are some strategies and techniques for coping with trauma? So we'll take a break right here and then we'll get back on that topic when we get back, get back, doodles. And we're back. So we took a little break. We talked about some trauma because there was some <laughs> some revelations during that last uh, piece there. Yeah. And it, that's kind of what this is. This is our healing journey just as much yes. as yours yes. as well. So We're not finished products. <laughs> no, not by any means. And I don't ever want to be a finished product. Yeah. I, no. I want to be a continuing to be a student of life. So we left off when we were talking about trauma. We got through all that depth. And now we want to talk about the strategies and techniques for healing. So it can be, trauma can be something really difficult for you to cope with. I mean, it it can totally invade. We already talked about your mind, your spirit, your body. So it's really important that you identify it and then identify ways that you can cope with it and then in turn heal from it. So uh, these are some alternative modalities that can help you cope with with trauma. And this is what it is. So we talk about this all the time. Self-care strategies, right? Self-care. You can't pour from an empty cup. So I post about it all the time. First and foremost, taking care of yourself is crucial when you are coping with trauma. This can include trying to get enough sleep, eating well, moving your body around, whatever that means for you, practicing mindfulness and relaxation techniques such as meditation, deep breathing, yoga. These all have been proven to reduce stress and anxiety. 
And I mean, obviously, we both use these modalities. Like, yeah, there's there's also some things that we've discussed on the podcast, like tapping. Yeah. Um, and then also it says dancing, but I wanted to talk about like what that can do for the trauma in your body. You don't realize that you may be holding it in your muscles, mm -hmm. in the way you stand, in the way you breathe or don't breathe. And so when you're dancing, you just kind of, you kind of dance trauma out of your body. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I know that it has helped for me um, move some things. I know also, um, you know, learning how to do the deep breathing is not just, oh, let me help you breathe. Right. It is literally intentional intentional and it's changing your body you're you're regulating your emotions you're regulating your nervous system and i don't think that a lot of people truly understand how out of whack it can get when you've lived in fight or flight for your whole life um you know a typical person who who may not have had any of these types of incidents you know they're just going about their day and they're they living life and people who are in fight or flight everything yeah. is a threat like a slam door a someone raising their voice someone raising the their voice somebody yeah the littlest things and a lot of times when you're in the trauma or when you're still there and you haven't sifted through or worked through any of it you don't even realize this until you start taking the time to be present and you start breathing and you can really realize and you you feel your body you're in your body because like you said earlier the dissociated mm -hmm. self like you're so dissociated you you're not even in touch with your own body and what your body needs or what it, it's doing and since I began my journey it's amazing how much I know what's happening in my body like I can tell you when certain things are about to happen. <laughs> I can tell you which muscle in my leg got strained at the gym. I can tell you, you know, it's just, it's something I've never experienced. I've never You're fully, more in tune with your yes, physical body. Yes, I'm more in tune and, and feel safe and secure in my body. So I do listen to it and I'm like, oh, oh, you wanna do that? Okay, let's do that. <laughs> more water, I got you. Yes, yes. And another modality that we use and I, I use is, uh, is like energy healing, like Reiki. Yes. And you're able to move blocks in parts of your body because like, let's say, for example, if you've had some sort of traumatic event and then you have blocked energy in your sacral chakra then you know you got to work to remove that so there's 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 quite a few techniques that are um free easy to learn well not easy to learn but easy easy to learn but a daily practice you have to create a habit just as you've created the habit uh kind of subconsciously of being in that that fight or flight or that traumatic space we have to unwind and rewind yeah our, our it's minds. a constant state of evaluating your thoughts and when you not just evaluating it, noting, yeah. feeling that negative thought, oh my gosh, what's it? No, stop. And then, you know, the mantras, I am safe, I am protected, I am. And the more you say those things to yourself, the more you believe it and the more powerful you feel about your whatever mantra it is. So what's funny is because the next two things that were on my timeline, my outline were therapeutic techniques so one of those in includes cognitive behavioral therapy, which can help you identify and change negative thought patterns, which Yay. is what Katie just said, <laughs> and exposure therapy, which can help you confront and reduce fear and anxiety related to those traumatic experiences. 
eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. EMDR is what it's called. And it helps people process traumatic memories. Um, Is that the music? No, that's ASMR or EMDR. Remember when it... I don't know. I think that's more of an ear thing. Is it an eye thing or an ear thing? Uh, Maybe. We're going to look that up We'll look it up for you. We'll be able to talk about that later. Um, some alternative healing modalities, which is which is what we're all about. Um, these can help you express your trauma and emotions and feel what you need to feel in order to heal. So you can do acupuncture, massage therapy, and Reiki. So because Reiki it falls in line with acupuncture, it's just outside of the physical body rather yeah. than puncturing the internal body. All right. So again, we're going to pause and say, hey. If you feel like you are um, triggered or need help or support, if you are dealing with things like this, uh, any kind of any kind of trauma, it is important that you reach out and seek help for that that trauma and your healing. I mean, lean into us all you can, obviously, and listen to these podcasts and hopefully develop some healthy coping mechanisms. But if you feel like you're in a little bit over your head, it's uh, it's definitely time to seek a professional for help. Yes. Um. So they talk about like if with my kids. And I think about this, well, with all kids, really, is like building resilience to trauma. Now, that's like saying you're, you're preparing yourself for your grandma to die, you know, but when it actually happens, right. it still happens to right. you. And you still, so there's, there's, and a there's part some of, things that we can't avoid. foresee yeah. or avoid. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, like a family death, that might be traumatic for a child. So you can't, I mean, how could you prevent that from happening? You can't. So I think there is a, a part of that like prevention process that's a little wonky for me, but the resiliency part of it, I do, I do agree with like being able to say like, yeah, this did happen. Yeah. It knocked me on my ass for a while, but I needed to learn new ways to get up and keep it moving because this is not where I want my story to end. Yeah. It's really easy really easy to get caught in a victim mindset in the heaviness of the trauma that you've been through um i remember when i was younger before i met the secret um i Mm -hmm. used to be like why is all why is this always happening to me can my day get any worse oh my gosh like everything is always you know what is it about me that all these bad things keep happening right and it's it's not just you it's happening to a lot of people and as soon as I shifted from woe is me, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of that, into okay, well that happened, how can I move forward? That's the resilience. These things can happen, okay? And I'm not trying to downplay it at all because it's very confusing for me too, like what I've recently been through. It, you know, when I find myself happy or doing good things or spending time with people, you know, it kind of can make you feel like you're ignoring the fact guilty. of what has happened. Yeah, it makes right. you a little guilty about, you know, moving forward. And it, it's not. That happened. That happened. It's real. It happened. But I'm not going to let that ride and and drive, be the driving force of my life. Right. And I, I sat in it. I felt it. And it took a long time. But I'm like, No. Because what else, what what is the other op- option? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes that I say to people a lot when they're when they're deep in their shit like that is a comedian um, Jennifer. I don't remember her last name, but she says, "Don't sit in shit for so long that mm-hmm. you forget it smells." 
And I think that that's like an important thing here because what will happen is we get so comfortable in that discomfort that you don't see the way out. And so that resiliency and that that needs to be like stoked. Those flames need to be I, stoked. I think that that might be why it's so important to have a support person on path with you, yeah. right? Because then they can, if you're sitting in the shit pile too long, yeah. they can be like, hey, hey, friend, yeah. you starting to carry you some flies around with you notice, everywhere you go. It's all the grass all around yeah. you. You can like, sit, can you we, can sit can anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Or, you know, you could take... If you like sitting there, you need to sit there to do some digging and some, you know, some healing with it actively, by all means, go take a seat. But just don't, we don't have to unpack and live there. Yes, that's exactly it. You don't have to unpack and live there. And I feel like for a lot of people, it is the easier option. Yeah. To just stay how it is. This is just how my life is. And this is just how it's going to be. And it's like, hey, if that's okay with you if you want it to be that way and you're okay with that right. by all means carry on i'm not do you remember those books we used to read when we were in school it was a which way book so on one side of the book the, the they have like arrows yeah on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you could choose any chapter and skip to that chapter and then the book would end a completely different right way. yes 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 and i feel like life yes. is a big which way book yes a thousand percent and so whatever the the plot line is you know you can you can jump up and be like uh, i don't like this one i want to change how this ends and you just shift and pivot and like okay let me get get some tools in my toolbox on yes. how to get out of this shit pile because this is not where I feel like my vibration is doing its highest good. And it, I feel like shit. And when you get into that lower vibration where I think about people who are on the internet and they're always posting, oh, I'm sick again. Oh, I went to urgent care today because I did this. Or, you know, my husband is ill. They're like never, they, I, they never post anything that's like wholesome or uplifting. And you can kind of see it's a snapshot into their, their life that they're just kind of. Their thought process. They're stuck in that sick mindset. Yeah. And I don't mean like masochistic or perverted. Yeah, I mean I like they're ill. And they have been sitting in the shit pile. And they don't see the witch way book. They just see this is the path of my life that I'm constantly going to be rolling my ankle and falling into a pothole and you know getting hit by my own car or whatever it is but you know they may not have been exposed to other opportunities or other thoughts or other this is the only thing that they knew yeah and not everybody is driven to to seek out that growth and some of those people, we just got to be like, okay, that's for you. That's here. where you at. No, and that's true. And then it's, uh, another thing that I want to double back on that exact topic is like the reason why we're doing this podcast is for that reason exactly. But you have to come to the content, right? I right. can't go shove this podcast down your throat. Yeah, because not a lot of people <laughs> see yourself in it. They're like, what the hell are they? Talking you have about? to want to join us here, and in order to and open to, your mind to, to believing these things because. It, it it I mean look I know it's a little hard especially if you've been in society you've worked a corporate job you you know you have these responsibilities you know I think about like corporate men like they're the biggest ones who are like what the fuck are they talking about energy healing what <laughs> like you know uh, and, and it's because they've had to just be yeah 
Well, those are the people who who need it the most. They don't even know they're. Well, I'm I'm making a sweeping generalization here, <laughs> so forgive me. But in my experience, I'll use yes, that. Yeah, in my experience, <laughs> people of that caliber and that their experience were never allowed to feel their feelings. They were very much the same kind of uh, you know pack it away. You don't cry if you fall down. You get up. You put some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Um, so they weren't allowed or given space to have those feelings. I think that's why they call us like uh, snowflakes or whatever because yeah. they feel like we're so we're so fragile. But really, in actuality, if you really showed that person uh-huh. all of themselves in a way where they're like, "Holy shit, I didn't live up to my full potential because I was so concerned with." Um, packing my feelings away and not feeling how I feel and ignoring and not honoring myself in that way. I think, think maybe they would have a little bit of a different opinion on uh, how snowflakey we really are. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that that's also why we want to have um, a male guest come on to discuss this type of healing. Because although there are a lot who are not aware and open and um, trying to change and get better. There are a lot of men who are. Yeah. And for me, uh, I have had a thought um, that just hangs there of, about all of the bad guys, right? All the men who aren't shit, all the men who are not good fathers, they don't show up for their kids. And, um, you know, there, there's a, I think we talked about this, the... The, the dating are we dating the same guy same thing, guy, website different, different pants no 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 oh. there's a website oh. that is are the we dating fa- the same guy facebook page yes so i don't know if i'm supposed <laughs> to say this they might kick me out now but there there so there's that and um you know it was coming to my feed and my facebook so every day i was seeing these cheating people yeah and so i said no i don't want to see that anymore i unfollowed it and i made a conscious effort to note and see when men were being valuable men and parents. And it's it's like when you're trying to buy a car. You know, you don't realize how many freaking Toyota Highlanders are out there until you want a white Toyota yeah. Highlander and then you see them all. Yeah. And so that's really what's been happening. And it's, it's given me a f- refreshed outlook on men and fathers. It's given me... You know, I'm seeing it. I'm noting it. I'm saying it out it's loud. Possible. It is possible. Right. And that is an ex- the exact example of what we're talking about. Yeah. These things that are just normal, natural thoughts or feelings. Let's try to reposition them and see if we can shift how we look at that. Because there's always going to be some of something. Of course. Which ones do we want to find? I like it. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back. Okay, bye. Bye. Up. All right, guys, we're know. back. I don't know why it feels weird, <laughs> but I just made up this ditty and it says yes. this. This is what we're going to talk about right now. Retraining your membranes. Retraining <laughs> your brain. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Don't come for we me. We can do sound bites too, guys. Don't Call come us. for me. <laughs> but we're going to retrain the brain. We're going to talk about it. So Katie's got a lot of cool uh, techniques written on her page. I saw them earlier. And um, one of the things that we use that are the coolest thing ever is uh, music. Yes. We use music as a healing tool every freaking day. So let's also (laughs) talk about how music can be used 
as a non-healing tool. 100%. Yeah. So think think about how like um, you recognize people in certain environments. Um, Remember your emo days? Remember that when we were all sad bitches and we were like, I I don't think I ever had an emo. Cut my life into pieces. (laughs) This is my last read. Like that's very kind of like. Yes, yes. Okay. Like Linkin Park. Super angry. Yes, yes. Music. Or like, you know, just people that scream at the top of their lungs. You can't even, not even audible lyrics. But those, those, and then you think about the kind of people, and I'm another sweeping generalization, but in my experience, <laughs> I um, have met and know people who use music as their outlet because they are, they're angry, yeah. or they're frustrated, or they're upset, or they feel marginalized, or they don't feel uh, prosperous, or they don't feel connected to a community. They feel very alone. So I think when you listen to music that keeps you on yes. that vibration um, it keeps you there that keeps you stay. in that headspace it keeps you mad it keeps you angry i have songs that remind me of my poor dead brother and i could put those songs on right now and i and will, you know exactly what they're going to do i to do you. i can get in that frequency where i'm just like oh weeping i mean woe is me i can't you know then you get into this whole like grief spiral thing and it's not about me avoiding those feelings there's a time and a place for all of those things and i would rather spend the bulk of my time with positive happy thoughts than thoughts that are right like listening to the snoop dog song that makes you laugh about yes. how oh my god this is exactly what my brother would have done yes <laughs> Yes. So, I mean, if it, like, you know that that's a thing. So, right. And that's going to bring you a, f- a fun, happy memory right. of him. Right, an uplifting me- memory. And the same thing applies to just regular life. So, we were just now talking about Paramore. Yep. And I can remember when we went and saw Paramore, when we were listening to Paramore, though, that was like, yeah. that was like a, a part of life that we totally were diving into. And our kids are probably like, what? You used to listen to Paramore? Like, yeah, no. Yeah, we were cool. We're still cool. Yeah. What? Yeah, we're to your mama. We're actually mama. planning on bringing them to the Paramore concert this summer. Which would so, be like full circle. Yes. yes. It's actually, we, we just looked it up. It's been since 2010. 10. Yeah, I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. So she actually did go to a Paramore she did. concert. That was her first, her first <laughs> this concert. Will be her first That's probably why she likes it. She, yeah, maybe. She has that vibration still stuck yes. in her. So that, that's what can happen. So I came up with this trick. And I um, brought it to all my friends. I was like, listen, try this thing for me. And this is like, y'all are my guinea pigs, but it, it can't do any harm. And take your favorite songs or your favorite love songs and sing them to yourself. Like, to yourself. Right. So, like, in in terms, like, if you listen to a love song, right, you may naturally think of the romantic love interest that you have, right? That's what we normally do. Oh, right. John Legend or or whatever. Maybe not ordinary people. That's not a good idea. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's there's a, a huge shift that can happen when you picture your romantic partner as yourself. Yeah. And you're singing that love song with that same intent, with that same feeling of love that you would give to someone else. And especially if you have had a hard time giving yourself love, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a really awesome feeling because you're shifting the love that has been so easily for you to give to other people, but you're giving it to yourself in your mind. And then so you're connecting the love that you give to other people and you're giving it to yourself when you may not have done that before. Yeah, And it's really, really an amazing, powerful shifting tool powerful magic. for me. 
for me. I mean, so when she told me about that, I was like, okay, I'll do it. And like the last time I was doing it, so um, I was at home and um, I have one day with my small child that does not sleep at home. And so I had my headphones on and I had Maxwell blasting in my headphones and I'm singing to the top of my, I I don't know if it was that or if it was Ascension. It was one of them where it's like, like yes. really like and I'm in it and I'm saying and all of a sudden I hear laughing and I'm like what the fuck what is that <laughs> my kid was facetiming her dad at this time <laughs> I thought I was in the, the comfort of my own home yeah. in my privacy mm. and they're talking they're like oh my god you're terrible I said you know what I don't care no I don't care you know why because I feel so good I know that you guys care I said I know I can't sing that's, that's right. why I'm not a freaking singer that's right I said but the way that it the vibration of my voice and the vibration of the feeling of that song affects me in such a positive way I don't give a yeah you know I, don't, yeah. I just don't care and so I used to love when you would send me those videos of you in, <laughs> in empty houses singing Katie's a realtor as well so there would be these houses and before you know like people would come for showings she'd be singing at the top of her lungs and I was like yes and I mean if you if you were if you rewind I haven't always been very comfortable um you know doing anything so <laughs> seeing she was very excited to see yes me comfortable. It's, it was like exhibitionist yeah. Katie in, yeah. a, in a very like easy right, right, to right, right. do way but I loved it it, it brings me joy so I don't care if you sing bad or not. <laughs> I, I love it because I'm like, yes. That, Every time that shit like, out. you go out or do something and I would just start singing, you're like, yes, yes, yes. yes. That's you, bro. <laughs> and if your best friend doesn't do that yeah, to you, you, need, you need to get a new one. You need a new one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, music is only one uh, way that we do this. Now, what about like, um, I don't know, you know, like shitty TikToks. Yes, so you have to be very intentional with your TikTok usage. Um, there was a time where my algorithm was only bringing me therapy. Yeah. And I literally felt like I was in therapy 24-7. Too I heavy. would go to therapy, I would do therapy on the TikToks, and then I was like, hey, algorithm, I need you to change. I want to you know, learn something about, I don't know, how to better do deadlifts, or mm-hmm. I want to learn how I, I learn how I put on their um, protein pancakes. Yeah. There's so many protein pancakes that you can make. <laughs> um, but I just, it's the same way as like how we should mold our social media accounts. Yes. Although you don't want to go into an echo chamber, you also don't want to have someone who shouldn't be showing up in your day-to-day life show up in your day-to-day life and bring you messages that you didn't want or ask for or you're not in alignment with. Right. And so those people don't need to be on your social media no like why are you here do we don't the, need to do, do the that. purge yeah so for new year's one of my parts of my new year's resolution was that i wanted to laugh more than i cry mm-hmm. <laughs> now because i'm i know that i'm gonna cry because that's just what it is but i was trying to be realistic about it you right. know so i was like i just want to i want this year to be significantly more laughter than tears so uh i started looking up comedians and like live comedians and like right now comedians are, are doing their thing on social media like reels and tiktoks and yeah remember that one guy that we hung out with in high school mark norman yeah and, and rosie tran and rosie tran we know, yeah, we know, we know a lot funny of people yeah. i mean we're kind of y'all funny check them too, out but they're definitely more funny than us yes they definitely but are. <laughs> it's it's been 
a really good shift for me because at any moment I can pick up if I'm going to go scroll I can pick up my phone and I know that I'm going to laugh for the whole time and that's exactly what I asked for so yeah. I'm bringing that to myself by changing my own algorithm and that is the same thing you need to do within your own brain yes chemistry and your neuroplasticity I know that that is a big yeah you know another word. thing that I just recently did um you, you know, we all have friends. We all have a lot of friends. We all have people. Why did it just say goodbye? What said goodbye? Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Well, okay. okay. So we, we don't We're have still, video for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I have a lot of friends all throughout the, the world. And, you know, social media allows for us to be in contact, mm -hmm. which is great. But also, I can get very overwhelmed with the amount of notifications, the amount of videos that are shared because they're like, oh, I associate this with you or, right. you know, I do it to my friends, too. I send videos all the time. Um, but there's sometimes where, you know, because we are in this healing space, because some of those videos are trauma or therapy videos mm -hmm. you're in your day and you're having a great day and you're like yeah okay i feel great and then you re you open up this thing that someone sent you and then it brings you all the way back down to yeah they swept, oh they shit swept this the leg. is a, yeah and it's not that they're doing that on purpose right but that's why it's so important to be in the present and so i have turned off my notifications for the social medias for my even facebook messenger instagram all of those things and so when i have time and space mm -hmm. to see those things yeah i will and i'll even look at them before I, I i watch it if i am in a strong place and i'm like okay i can hear this message and you know move forward or if i'm in a low place i'm like i'm not gonna listen to that because i know that that's gonna make it worse versus better yeah and i need to be in a neutral space when i'm learning and doing going through those things yeah no for sure you have to prepare you or be in a place of that that energy again because you will match that energy just like right. if you put on a sad and you song. make the decision yeah. and it's okay to sometimes be in that low sure, place if for you sure. need to feel that feeling feel it be low but don't stay there no don't sit in shit so long you forget it yeah smells. You just that that's the biggest part is we're not saying don't feel the feelings. We're not saying don't be angry, don't be sad, don't this. No. We're saying feel that. Feel that shit so you can process it and move through it and then bring it back up. Right. Then you you have bring to, your you vibe have to be up. become resilient again. So you say and this is a big part of it is learning how to flip those negative thoughts because negative thoughts are so easy yes. to just run through they, your brain just, so rampantly. They're on default. So you have to tr you have to teach your brain how not to use that as the default. You have to say, okay, brain, I, I here's me, self. My monologue is going off in my head. I put my outfit on and it goes, um, look at that little that little fupa area you got right <laughs> there. And then I'm like, should I take off my pants? Put some other pants on. And then my brain is like, no, bro, leave your pants on. Yeah. Pants are fine. That little fupa there made three whole ass babies. Right. Like it has done everything you've ever asked it to do. So it's going to be what it is. It's going to be there until I decide to not have it there anymore. Right. But until then, I'm just going to say, hey, thanks, little fupa area. I'm going to rock you out with some jeans. That's right. what we're doing. So it is that thought process. However, you have to, you know, interject whatever your thing is. Mine, it could be, you know, an insecurity or yours could be, I, um, I don't know. What are some negative 
thoughts because, or, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Imposter syndrome. When you're in that kind yeah. of frame of mind where it's like, no, no good things can come to me because I'm not worthy of good things coming to me. And you may not even know that that is the root of what right. that, that thought cycle is. Of where is. that thought is coming from. Yeah, but you have to figure out ways to to shift that. And so if you're in that space where you're like, man, nobody likes me. I don't have any friends. Start to start to flip that on its head and, and recognize it. Notice, okay, look, now I'm, I'm feeling not worthy and maybe it's because I'm lonely. So who are people that I enjoy spending time with who also reciprocate and enjoy spending time with me? So then you start to name and be grateful for those people because gratitude is, is mega huge. Mm-hmm. So just like when I talk about, oh, well, this thing made three babies. Like, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So you know, you know, you want to interject some gratitude in there and then flip the thought on its head. Well, you know, I am worthy of friends. I'm not always alone. I'm not always by myself because so-and-so hangs out with me and I really like hanging out with her. It could be the cat. It could be the dog. It could be your goldfish or your whatever. Um, But there's always some kind of way to shift and pivot from those, that, that train of negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Yeah, and when I was, I was listening to another podcast and she was talking about other ways to stay in your higher vibration mm-hmm. or um that i feel this a lot of times it's it's a it's a feeling of guilt for being happy or for having the things that i need when you understand everything that's happening in the world mm-hmm. and you know but also all of those things are happening in the world regardless of whether you feel the weight of them and you let it pull you down or if you just, you know, maybe, so I was listening to another podcast (laughs) and one of the guests, he had just come back from Ukraine and, you know, I immediately went into, oh my gosh, you know, I'm over here like worrying about these minuscule things and this, and instead of like beating myself up about it, like I normally would, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, all these bad things and, or carrying it with me, the the weight, the sadness. Yeah. I just, I said a prayer for them. Yeah. And I said, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to be grateful and appreciative for the things that I do have and honor them in that way right by continuing to take advantage of the opportunities that i do have that they may not yes and yeah i mean that's really the only way that i because you know yeah all the shit that's happening yeah. in our world right now yes, it's, it's <laughs> and a, even news it's like show. like we talked about what do you watch what yeah, are the you news. watching i haven't watched the, the, i have not sat down and watched the real real like news yeah. news and I don't either. Years. I'm talking about like years before the the, the pandemonium. <laughs> I didn't, because I, it just, it was, it's like toxic. They don't say, they never bring you a good story or they bring you one good story. Right. So they kind of dangle the carrot like, oh, look at what we found. This hundred year old lady who says the key to living life is Dr. Pepper and saying fuck men. Like, and that's your feel good story for the right, day. Right. And everything else is just absolutely just like bombs went off and so and so. And I get that those things are actually happening and those people are dying and there is famine and earthquakes and tsunamis and things happening. But what am I, how am I going to impact that from, right. being, from being anxious about it and losing sleep over it? I can't, I can't do anything positive from that space. I used to really get wrapped up in the state of um, 
everything for our youth, right? When I was in my early 20s, I wanted to start a nonprofit to help teenagers and, you know, really make them feel good about themselves and, you know, speak life into them because I felt like I didn't necessarily, I needed extra of mm-hmm. that, I think. Right. I needed a little extra than what the typical person needs and which is why I love the motivational soundtracks that people think are cheesy. Um, but I need that extra. That fires me up. What was I talking about? Motivational, motivational videos. Motivational videos. Because when then, you were younger, you wanted yes, to do Yes, I wanted things. to do all that. And so I was like, man, how am I gonna do this? But I had to take care of my own kid. Mm-hmm. And then I had some other stuff happen to me. And mm-hmm. then I had some this and this. And then I was like, you know what? I can't carry all of that. Right. What I can do is I can fix my household. Right. I can work on me. I can work on my kids. I can work on feeding them. And who knows what my kids are going to turn into. Maybe they're going to run something. Yeah. So that that part right there goes to show like what's for you will come for you. You asked for it, but you're, the way that you envisioned it was right. different than right. what actually Instead, came. Instead, I just got kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> yeah. you might not have been as specific as you needed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. So what you're doing is you're manifesting ways for you to do the same work, right. but you're doing it more, it's intimate, it's yeah. in your house, and then you're doing it with because guess these what? polar opposite personalities. If our household isn't together, how are we going to help another household? No, that's true. Just like you said in the beginning, I can't fill a cup if my cup is not filled. No, not at all. So half the time all these people were running around fixing stuff for other people, and then they get home and they don't have anything depleted. for them. They're depleted. And that's, that's how they end up in these negative mindsets yes. and these bad spaces is because they're not pouring into themselves first. And, you know, it's not selfish. Pour into yourself and then you're able to give so much more. Yeah, you can you can overflow. That's what I call like the hashtag love spills. Yeah. I've been saying that for years because I get so full of love and joy and gratitude and fulfillment that I overflow. and Because you give it to yourself first. Yes, well I have to. Yeah. Because that's the most important. If I don't exist, like if I cease to exist, mm-hmm. where are my kids gonna go to learn those things? Where are my, my friends gonna go to get the me-isms out of life? It doesn't happen. So it is important that I honor myself and set those boundaries and say no I don't have energy for that or this is something outside of the realm of or the scope of my capabilities you have to give yourself that that buffer and then also too it's okay to ask for help yes it is okay to ask for help there's the saying it takes a village a village is not one single mom a village is a group of adults yeah who and, and that village isn't just about having a kid no that's community yes. connection that village that we need yes non-romantic love Pla- well, platonic. Platonic. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i can't find words and that's why you know I, i'm BFFs. here <laughs> you're welcome yes the platonic love yeah and we need that to thrive as humans and i think that our society has really effed up because it kind of has put an emphasis on separation and isolation and you know some of these non-american cultures you know they they live with their families for a really long time and they help like i remember i don't i might not be saying this proper but my daughter's father in their culture when a woman has a baby the woman goes and stays with the elder women. Yeah. And they help take care of the baby and the mom for three months. Right. 
the whole and then the dad goes off i don't know what the dad does but yeah i can't remember that it doesn't matter don't do anything (laughs) that kind of sounds like real life too Uh (laughs) but i was like you know could you imagine how rejuvenated you would feel and how how helpful that would be for postpartum depression like would there be as much postpartum depression I don't know. There's there's a chemical imbalance. There's the chemical when it comes with postpartum, postpartum depression. But just just yeah, just feeling unsupported in general. Yeah. And I mean, I know I came home and there was no there was no baby daddy to come home to, so it was just me. I was both. Yeah. And that was very unsupported. Um so, I vacuumed the second day after having a C section. So I get it. Like, yeah. We just we just we knew do. we had we to do, do it. And if we don't then they don't survive so (laughs) that's what that is but i think it's important to especially now as an you know a a more mature adult emotionally mature adult is to ask for help and it's important that your community sees you that your support system sees you and that way too when you have someone that's on your team and let's say you do have these slip-ups where you're noticing that a pattern is starting to arise again of you being negative or you falling back into some traumatic spaces where you're starting to see symptoms come back again it's important to have someone where they can say hey 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 you're you look like you haven't slept in a couple days everything Mm -hmm. okay you know you want to check check in on your people um i also want to talk about this is something huge is breaking the stigma of trauma and mental health so i like that we talk about these topics because again they're topics that i don't really know who else is, is ringing the alarm on these things but we are gonna so by promoting education about trauma and mental health and and mental wellness um, psychological wellness, physical be physical wellness, spiritual wellness. That's kind of like what we want to do. Um, it's it's super important to create a supportive and compassionate society for those who have experienced trauma, which is like everybody. Yeah. So yeah. It, it it's it blows my mind that there are people who have experienced their own trauma and don't reflect on it and don't identify how that is causing them to behave now. And that they rebuke people who are dealing with or who have dealt with trauma and they're unable to offer support and community for those people. That's just like well, it's, how, it's how the could they how could they hold space for someone else if they can't even hold space for their own? I can hold space for people because I do the work. But that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying that these people need to be more we, we're trying to yeah, shove everybody yeah. into doing the work, damn it, so that everybody can be supportive and be a real community and we can all be connected because we are all connected because none of us can live without the other. And you know societally speaking, I do think that COVID and yeah. going into that lockdown really did the pandemonium shift a great deal of people into this healing space. I think that it is far larger than it was definitely five years ago, definitely 10 years ago. It, there is a lot more awareness. And I think that people are asking some of those closed minded, some of those close people who haven't done yeah. it are, are asking questions. They were home with their phones or their computers for like all day mm-hmm. so then when you're alone with your thoughts sitting in solitude and you're searching for whatever the hell is out there and these things fall in your lap which is totally beautiful because the period of life that we're moving into is totally in alignment with you figuring out your shit opening the boxes working on your trauma doing the work and then getting to where you have these healthy coping mechanisms of retraining your brain, starting to think positive thoughts, using positive affirmations, using meditation, using journaling. I think they were all exposed to those those techniques. And I ain't mad about it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's 
it's so crazy to to think about even five years ago looking at how I would have um, handled certain things. Even now, like there's certain, my nervous system was shot. My emotional regulation was shot. There was like anything would, would trigger my body to go into some kind of reaction. Yeah. And now just the way that life is, it's just like, I would never, I would never go back. Yeah. But I also, some of those traumatic things is what triggered me to open that up and right. to shift that and bring it there. And, you know, someone might say, oh, well, you may have gotten there without, and maybe I would have. Right. But I choose to look at that and say, okay, well, how can I use that and make me better? Yeah. And that's, that is a, a, a choice that you have to make for yourself. And I think you make it every, every single day. day. And multiple times a day. Yes, sometimes you get into these waves and you're like, man, okay, the Monday vibe people, you know, we all know them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is the Mondayest Monday that ever was. They have the Eeyore situation. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I have the I opposite. Can't find my tail. I got no home. Where's my friend? Oh, it's Monday. Yeah, like those people. I'm just like it's bro. only Tuesday. Friday's not. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, to me, every day is the same because it's, it's, there's no right. There's, there's no, no really difference. difference. But for people, but and that's people stuck in that same like vibration where they're just like, this is my life, right. and I'm not gonna do anything to change it. I can't see a way to improve it, so I'm just gonna bitch and complain about it. I remember I told you I want to start a podcast. People can come yes. on and just complain. Just like get it out. Just get take. No, a what shit. did you say was the the name of it? What the the podcast? I can't remember. What's your favorite color? What's your least favorite color? What's your least favorite color? Yeah, and yeah, then I was like, oh, I don't have one. And then we talked about it. I was right? like, oh, I guess it would be yellow. <laughs> was it yellow? I, don't I can't remember. remember. But everybody has one. Everybody, yeah. and it's funny to me that that's like the one thing you could draw out of people, that, and it'll get them to once, think. Once you like, switch what? it into a negative question. Like you say, what's your favorite color? Then you kind of light yeah. up and you talk about, oh, this is my favorite color. But then if you ask them, what's your least favorite color? Then they're like, mm, probably like brown, yeah. like poo-poo or whatever, right. you know. So it's funny to watch people shift. And literally, just a question like that, you can watch the vibration change in That's that going to be our next podcast. Not the next one, but we are going to start doing like street conversation yes we can do that things. we can do that we can get mic'd up and go just ask people because we have a thing it's a thing i can ask anybody anywhere a question and they will answer me it i don't know what it is <laughs> y'all will see it's crazy it's crazy so let's uh let's wrap it up with uh some positive some positive stuff katie what you got oh gosh um like what do you mean positive stuff i don't know what's a what's a good positive affirmation so somebody if they don't if they don't already have these tools in their toolbox what's a good positive affirmation to start with or a mantra or whatever okay so one that i've recently brought back into my life Mm -hmm. is um if you don't train your brain something or someone else will yeah. And if you think about that, that's so true. When you wake up, what do you want your day to look like? What do you want your day to feel like? Um, and then throughout your day, like what music are you picking? Why? Why are you picking that? What does that music make you feel like? Is that how you want to feel? Um, I don't know. What's your your? So if somebody mantra? was like a beginner on this path, if they were just listening to this podcast for the first time and they were like, oh man, I got some things I need to shift and rewire my brain a certain way. I would just start off with something very simple, like I am capable. 
You're capable of what? You can add whatever you want on the back right. of there. I'm capable of change. I am t- capable of healing. I am capable of asking for help. I am capable of growing. I am yes. capable of uncovering my trauma. I'm capable of whatever. So that's a, a really like um, elementary way to walk into this. And then just define that for yourself. And then think about it all throughout the day. Put it on a sticky and note. And your gratitudes too. That yeah. will help. That can really help lift the vibration. For sure. If you feel like nothing is going your way and you you know you're just down like how can I get out of this negative headspace? It's it's not doing any good because sitting down and shutting down. So like like when Jenny was here, my mantra is be productive, not destructive. And productive can be different to every time, yeah. everyone, every issue. Um, and if you just can't figure out what you need to do, do the smallest task. Yeah. Write a list, check it off, get your little dopamine from doing mm-hmm. the check off. And, you know, I am able to do hard things. That is a very great affirmation. And, you know, just just start being aware. That's the first. Just start being aware of your thoughts. Yeah. Start being aware of what's happening in your brain. And then as you see them, maybe even take note. What are some negative thoughts that come to my mind throughout the day? And how can I shift them? And I'll- if you have these thoughts... Put them in our in our podcast. Like when we put our post and we post the podcast and you have some questions like, hey, I have this negative thought that comes to my head. I don't know how to shift it. How could we shift it? And then we can give you. Yeah, we'll shift it for you. Yeah, we can give you ways. Shoot it back. We can do a little uh, gratitude exercise about Mm -hmm. it. Whatever the negative thought is, we can shift it that way. And we can give you uh, an affirmation or positive thought to follow that up with to try and change the way that your brain is working and altering your neuroplasticity yeah that so yeah <laughs> we'll put some article about neuroplasticity up there so you guys can read up on it <laughs> but that's about it for us for today right we're yeah. right there We've yeah done, this is a really long episode we did today. an hour guys so you're welcome um i, I we started a, a page patreon patron patreon whatever i don't know whatever however you say that word where you guys are going to be able to subscribe and get exclusive oh, yeah. content in the future. Because we have a camera now. <laughs> we have new toys. We, yes, we have a lot of new yes. things to make it better. It's so exciting. We're professionals now. <laughs> and when I say that, watch, something's going to break. Because that's what happens. No, but it's cool. We're willing to overcome just to be able to keep bringing this content. I want to thank Brightway Insurance, the Schmidt Family Agency for our space, our equipment, and the... Um, and what states are they in? What, oh, where do they offer their they're coverage? In Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina. That's a lot, guys. Like I know the, we have a like lot of coast, listeners like from the Gulf other... Coast. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Give them a call. Give them a call. Schmidt. Brightway, brightwayschmidt.com is actually how you say it, brightwayschmidt.com. So thank you, thank you. And um, again, if you have questions, comments, feedback, whatever, we love you, we want to hear from you, go ahead and drop it in the comments on any of our socials. If you need to know where to find us, we will put that on the podcast uh, summary. Love you. Bye.